Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer here with Jeff Cohen, back with you on 610 AM ESPN Radio, ready to help you move into the holiday weekend, talking about all the news in the world of sports. Jeff, it's another crazy sports week as summer comes to a close this weekend. College football, pro football's around the corner. You got a lot of stuff to talk about. Were you surprised when you texted me last week and I was already watching college football games? Sad. <laughs> Sad. This, this is the official beginning of college football. No, last weekend was. There were games on. <laughs> Therefore, it was well, the well, official. Do you even remember what you watched? Yeah, it was Oregon State against uh, Colorado State. <laughs> I have no idea why I no, actually it's, watched it. It's this or... weekend, Labor Day. It is a fun time. If you'd like to join us, talk about the NFL, talk about college football, talk about what you saw with the big fight last weekend, any of that, you can hop on 888-728-9941. That's 888-728-9941. Jeff, we actually got to see the power that athletes have in sports this week uh, with what happened in Houston, a terrible storm. Uh, lots of people struggling, and J.J. Watt wanted to help out and raise $200,000, and the next thing you know, he's raised $14.5 million. It is amazing. The, the fact that he's raised the money, the fact that he's used social media, think about how easy that was for him to start. In this day and age, all he had to do was go on his Twitter page and start this, and people just kept climbing on more and more money, and it's not enough. People need to understand that this is just the beginning. As the waters recede, this is when the real work. There are billions of dollars in damage. There are people that are going to be living in gymnasiums and stadiums and and all over the. I mean, that guy, the mattress guy, was was absolutely who opened amazing. up his store to I, let people stay I'm, in there. I'm, I'm telling you, the, the second I need a new mattress, I, I don't care what you're the getting shipping it delivered is, from. I'm that having store. it from there. Yeah. It, it does show you, and we talk a lot about the influence of sports on society and the power that athletes have to raise a profile to an issue. We've talked about it in the Colin Kaepernick context recently, um, other other athletes that have done in the past. And here you have J.J. Watt, who plays in the city, who lives in the city, spurring this activism. It, it's really great to see him, him use that tool to, to really make an impact. And, and all of the teams are doing that. I saw, uh, you know, we've, we've reached out to the Texans and the Astros and the Rockets and, and we, all of we those. We didn't reach out to the Cowboys. <laughs> but they raised well, 2.1 the raised $2. million from a telethon that they did for relief. So they, they did their part. Jerry Jones is amazing. We'll give the Cowboys a little kudos. No, no. Probably the only time you'll ever no, hear us no, say that. No, no. Please do not turn the station because we gave the credit. I'm not giving the Cowboys any credit. Okay. I don't okay. like to. It makes me feel dirty. But but it, but it shows you the power of power social media, the power that athletes can have, and for people to say that they are not role models and, and should just stick to, to talking or playing sports is wrong. They can have a positive impact, and the players are out there without cameras around them, try, helping people as we speak. I heard the Mets are go, the Mets were supposed to play starting tonight. They decided that they're not going to play until tomorrow. And the Mets are still going down today, and they're all looking for things to, to do volunteer to help, and help. Now, unfortunately, on the flip side, we had the Texas Rangers. Why was that even a decision? So the I, Texas I Rangers what... decided they were playing Houston in a home-and-home home series. Yeah. So Houston wanted to flip the series and play the first one at the Rangers' ballpark because while the Houston only way, recovered. Because the only way to get to the Houston Stadium was by boat. Boat, yeah. And the Texas Rangers said no, so now they had to go play in Tampa. What sense does that make? It makes no sense. I don't know what not the reasoning is, and I don't level, care. And not on a baseball level, not on any level. 
Does that really make sense? I was surprised by that because everything else you had seen from the stories coming out of it were the teams that were really making an effort to try and make an impact, and then you had the flip side of that. Yeah, but was, but but all in all, it, this has been a positive when you look at athletes, what's been done. And, and we encourage our show and the station encourage people that, to keep giving. Go Give to the Salvation Army, the Red Cross. There's so many. Give blood because they're going to need lots of it. My question to you, for people who say that athletes should just play sports, mm-hmm. where's that $15 million come from if J.J. Watt didn't do it? It may not have come in. Exactly. It may, it may, other people may have raised it, but you don't know. You don't All know. I know is he did. He did. Right. He he stepped up and he used the platform he, he had and, and he did it. So kudos to him. It's, it's what you like to see from your athletes who really buy into the communities where they're located and make a difference. Uh, we've been lucky to have a lot of players in this city in the past that have really made a difference in the city, and, and it's good to see players like that. Yeah. So, okay, um, let's move into something a little less serious, uh, NFL preseason. <laughs> Thankfully, mercifully, it is now over. Yes. There were like 13 people at the Jets-Eagles game last Please night. Please tell me that you did not watch all four quarters. Did not watch all four quarters, Thank but you. only because I had to put my son to bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I did make him watch some of the beginning of the game, and he doesn't understand why there's a fourth preseason game either. Um, he was confused by the <laughs> fact why that they both were wearing green. It's the only place where you can get benched for doing well. It's the fourth NFL yeah. preseason game. All the people who did really well don't even like put pads on. Well, well, they said that one of the the signals that Corey Clement may have made the team <laughs> is because he was doing well, so they pulled him out of the game. <laughs> they pulled him out. He's, he's not, yeah, my son didn't get it, and yes, I did watch a lot of the game. But actually, my understanding is that you watched a lot of the game. No, 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 no. Yes, I, yes, yes. I watched some of the game until our our newest addition on defense, Dexter McDougal, decided to literally bounce off of a player by just trying to tackle with his head. And at one point, it looked like he didn't even have arms attached to his body. So that's not how you're supposed to do it? No, that's not how you're supposed to do it. And by the way, that's exactly how you get a concussion, too. Yes. So um, I don't. I hope he does better in the regular season and learns how to use his arms <laughs> for tackling. <laughs> it's low expectations. <laughs> I hope he learns to use his arms. It would be nice. All right, let's go through it real fast. So yeah. the Eagles finish the preseason at 2-2 two and two for whatever that's worth. All right. They start the season. Why do they keep records? I don't even know. But they start the season next week on the road in Washington. Mm-hmm. Tough start to the schedule with two games on the road. Um, I saw more of Matt McGloin than I ever wanted to see on a football field. Other than when he was at Penn State. I, I didn't want to see him on the field when he was at Penn State <laughs> either. I, I am a little bit concerned about Nick Foles' elbow. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on there. It's, you know, tennis elbow or whatever they're calling it. It just not well, it much. Is, the U.S. Open is this week, too. So. <laughs> I mean, look, if, if we're with the backup quarterback, we got problems anyway. But I have not understood what's going on there. I, I would not mind having McGloin. I think he did okay when he was with the Raiders. So if he's the backup, I don't feel any worse than I would if Nick, Col- Nick Foles was a backup. If Dane Evans is the backup, then you should work. I only hope I never <laughs> have to see that. Okay. Running back. Yes. Donald Pumphrey continues to struggle. Is he going to make this I'm team? I'm just going to tell you I told you so. Stop it. I don't think he makes the team. I, I I think the only reason he does make the team if he makes it is because he was a fourth-round pick. Dave Spadaro made it sound like um, they may actually keep five running backs on the team. Clement okay. and Pumphrey make it. I would be surprised if they cut him again, like you said, because of where he was picked, because it's kind of admitting a mistake. He traded up to get him, took him in the fourth round. 
and then you're going to cut the guy. I think if they had well, their way, they'd sort of redshirt him, put him on the roster and not really play him that much well, and let th- him be there. This came up in the last couple hours. Chris Johnson was cut. Would you would you sign Chris Johnson now and and not take Pumphrey? I would. I have no idea the physical status of Chris Johnson. He just he's not young, but he's he not. just seems to do well. I mean, the Cardinals got him because they have David Johnson, but you, you can't have a very very old backfield and not have any young players. You'd have Darren Sproles, you'd have Legarrette Blunt. You have Smallwood, you, you, and you have Clement. So so you have both. I think they view Pumphrey as more than a running back, though. And I don't think that people factor that in into the conversation. I think they eventually view Pumphrey as somebody who can split out in the slot and, and move around. They put him there. It didn't work well. I know that. But yeah. that's why I think that they'd like to redshirt him and let him really learn how to be a professional. I haven't really seen the explosiveness that he had in college that everybody says he has. Mm-hmm. Um, I just haven't seen anything from him. Again, the preseason is f- what it is. But clearly, Corey Clement opened some eyes yeah. for people in camp and on the team. I still can't believe he wasn't drafted by anybody. I was surprised he wasn't drafted, too, but I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth mm-hmm. if we keep him. Um, Dave Spadaro said that they may actually keep four tight ends. That surprise you? Uh, Billy Brown, guy out of Shepard, who they converted from a wide receiver. Could, could you tell me where Shepard is? No. I can't. No, I can't. But they might want to keep him. Um, so that would be five running backs. Mm-hmm. Four tight ends. Does that mean you only keep five wide receivers? Yeah, I guess. So. I mean, I'm just not sure where the depth comes in. It becomes a numbers game. I don't think game. you need more than five wide receivers. I, I especially how, considering how you're going to be using your running backs, because a lot of your running backs are going to split out. So Sproles is going to split out, right? Sproles is going to. Yeah. But the one person who's not is going to be blunt. No, he's not yeah. going to. He'll split be lucky out if he makes it outside the hash mark. I just hope they give him handoffs that go straight up the middle and yeah. not not sweeps. That's it. So the Eagles have already made five moves this preseason, mm-hmm. uh, adding Darby, McDougal, a 2018 fifth-rounder, <laughs> 17th-rounder, and 19 conditional. I'm just going to keep laughing when you mention McDougal. McDougal? Yeah, you yeah. just don't like him. Gotten rid of Jordan <laughs> Matthews, Matt Tobin, John Dorenbos. Now gone. I've never seen Look, such affection for a long snapper. For a long, well, he was here for a while. He was and, here for a while. He was great in the community, great personality, and he became a star and on he had America's a, Got he Talent. He had such a great story. He had yes. such a tragic upbringing. Yes, and he was and, a great eagle. For you know, it's the only time I've ever seen a long snapper get so much attention. People were like, "Oh my God, what happened? We got it's." He's a long snapper. Uh, he, he, you know, I always think that it's kind of goofy when they bring somebody back for one day to retire. He's the kind of guy that you would want that to happen. Retire as an yeah. eagle. Mm-hmm. Spadaro doesn't think the Eagles are done yet. This is what he said in a post that he put up after the game last night. They're going to go heavy where you don't expect it, light where you thought of a heavy number, and they're going to do trades. Oh, boy, are they going to do trades. At least they're going to be open to the very idea of doing them. When are they doing these trades? So this is what happens. Tomorrow at, I believe, 4 p.m. is the deadline. Approximately 1,100 players will hit the free agent. Oh, well, I'll tell you one they won't take. Who? Who got cut a little bit early. Joe Hayden. No, Brock Osweiler. (laughs) Brock Osweiler did just get cut. Uh, Cleveland is just eating lots of salary for lots of players. That that might be the worst trade. The the Browns are clearly just trying to stockpile picks. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got the Browns and the Jets kind of in Tankapalooza 2017. Yeah. Trusting their own process to see. Yeah, what but they, the Browns finally look like they're actually going in the right direction. It does seem like they have an idea of what they want to do. It's just going to take them a little while to the, get there. The Jets have gone from a team that looked like they could make the playoffs consistently to 
just a disaster. The Jets had their starters in in the fourth game. I, I just, I mean, Walker hit their quarterback so hard. I thought that that he was going to be out for the start of their season. He like did not get off very. <laughs> you know, quickly. you know, I always, I always preach to you that preseason means nothing. But if you take anything that you want to worry about out of the preseason, Injuries. it's that Christian Hackenberg threw a touchdown pass against the Eagles defense. Against, like, the fifth-string right. cornerback uh-huh. that, that won't be on the field? He better not be. I wasn't terribly worried about that. So they changed the way the free agency is going to work this year because it used to be that you, you had cuts from 90 down to 75 and then from 75 down to 53. No, straight to 53. Straight then. to 53. Mm-hmm. So you got over 1,100 people that are going to be on the waiver wire tomorrow. And then on Sunday... They all sign with the Canadian They all have League. to sign with some team because then practice squads are formed. Right. So if, you know, they're going to cut down to 53, and then if there's a player that they want to bring in, then you could see additional cuts. If they want to trade somebody, I don't think that the Eagles are done yet. Trades don't happen. Any trade worth, although the Jets how he trade likes to move, How he likes to move the deck chairs. Let's be honest. Okay, yeah. He enjoys the wheeling, dealing part. He's made five moves yeah, in but the making preseason. Them, but making them the week before the season doesn't often I happen. didn't say they were going to be good moves. Mm-hmm. I said they were going to be moves. I mean, I mean, the best you can hope for is that, is that somebody who's overpaid on another team gets cut, and you're willing to pick up that salary, and it's somebody that's worth it. Well, and that's what happened this week with Joe Hayden right. getting cut by Cleveland. And I told you they should have picked him up immediately. You believe they should. I listened yeah. to a reporter out of Cleveland who sort of thought that he had lost a step, and his last groin injury really hurt his ability to turn. He's only an outside corner, so he can only play in certain types of coverages, and he didn't think that he was going to be. Now, we'll see. Yeah, he, we'll, we'll see, we'll he got see how up, poor he plays. He got picked up real defense. fast with Pittsburgh, right. and he's going to play in a good defense there. Mm-hmm. And so any weaknesses he has are going to be camouflaged by the pressure that that team puts on the quarterback. There are a lot of good defenses this year. There are. You've got the Chiefs. Now you've got the, the Seahawks, who already were a great defense, just picked up Sheldon Richardson from the Jets. They did. Does that surprise you? Yes. Why? Because the Jets didn't get much for it. They got a second-round pick along well, with do. They I mean, want Sheldon picks. Richardson was a stud. It seems to me that picks in the NFL have more value than ever now. It doesn't matter that most teams screw them up half the time. <laughs> but, I yeah. mean, you're seeing— if, if you're a Jets fan, do you want more picks? You're seeing Look veterans be traded for draft picks that you just wouldn't have seen before. I, I, this level of moves is not something the NFL's had before. I want to start seeing players traded for players. Players that, for that, players. That's what matters to me. All right, let's get into what you think is going to happen. Can I preface this part of the segment by I'm terrible oh, at this? Oh, my God. Go ahead. Can I do that? I'm really no. bad at projecting. If I say no, what's the difference? You just did it. doesn't matter. I'm going right. to go with it anyway. I'm yeah. bad at this, okay? Everybody get your pencils out. All right. Actually, make it pens because so, so, I want Jeff Jason is, to be Jeff held Jeff is very this. confident yeah. in his picks. Jason has no clue what's going to happen. J- Jason's probably just going to say what Jeff says. <laughs> That's why he's going to let Jeff go first. All right, Jeff. AFC yeah. East. Um, there really are no teams to pick besides the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not much to go off yeah, of. That, that division is bad. There. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're good. They, the Patriots yeah. are good, though. Edelman's injury was Look, very tough for them to it, take. In yeah. terms of their long-term going to the Super Bowl playoffs, not Look, winning the AFC. It's Tom Brady trusts him implicitly. Yeah. And, and he is wherever Tom Brady thinks somehow Edelman is in that spot. But they got Hogan last year. He fills that same role. And and more importantly, they got a home run hitter in finally in Cooks. I got Cooks in one of my fantasy leagues. I was oh, happy about go, that. Huh? I was very happy about uh-huh. that. And I recommended somebody take Hogan in their league because of the injury. 
because yeah, so they're gonna so the, they'll be, look. It's the Patriots because be I was fine. doing a draft when he got injured, and all of a sudden the alert on my phone showed up, and somebody drafted him, and I'm like, that's a bad pick for them. <laughs> they're gonna regret that. Okay, ASC North. What's your pick? Stillers. Stillers. Uh, why? Who? Who? Uh, I, look, their their offense is explosive. Le'Veon Bell showed up for work today. He did. Um, so assuming he doesn't pull a hammy in the first week because he did, he wasn't at training camp and he wasn't at preseason. He'll be good. They have James Conner, who they got this year from Pitt, who's a great story, and I think he's going to be a good backup running back. Okay. They have good receivers, uh, as long as Martavis Bryant decides that he can put down the ganja. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and their defense is, is always good. It's they, not great, but it's good. I think the biggest thing is the questions about the other teams in the division. Again, just like the Browns, AFCs, no. the Browns, you've got questions Cincinnati, with Joe Flacco's no. health. At quarterback with Baltimore, will he start the season? If if you had questions here, can you imagine what it's like in Baltimore right now? Their starting quarterback has a back injury, and nobody has seen him play this whole preseason. And he's supposed to start week one. And they have no backup quarterback. That is true. Yeah. Ryan Mallett is a head case. He always has been. He is not the answer. AFC South. We're going to disagree here. Yep. Oh, finally. Finally, yeah. I'm not copying you. Uh-huh. I just wanted people to know that I was a little bit original in this. There you go. But again, I'm not good mm-hmm. at this. Who do you have? Titans. Uh, I, I think the Texans are going to um, take it, and their defense is just spectacular. Again, I think they'll be carried. DeAndre Hopkins got a big extension at wide receiver. He's going to set the market for what other wide receivers will be paid going forward. I think the Texans' season depends on whether Deshaun Watson is the real deal. If it turns out that he can't keep from turning over the ball over, then it's not going to make a difference. You don't think he can just be a game manager? I don't think he is just a game manager. I think that he's special. I do think he's going to do well. But I think the Titans have really built their team well. The Titans have a good defense. They have an explosive offense. They have good, really good running backs. They have a really good quarterback. And now they have some receivers. Somewhere Chip Kelly's sitting on a college football set going, oh, if I only got Marcus Mariota. Okay, uh, wild cards. What you got going on? You forgot the AFC West. Oh well, we're both picking the Raiders. Then. Yeah, that's right. So it's uh, but uh, so I and think we'll the get Ra- to see the Raiders last game of the season. We will, and I think the well second to last they play the Raiders yeah, Christmas right, Christmas, Day. Christmas Day, and then they play Dallas after that. I think the Raiders showed who they were last year and only got better. I think Lynch is going to be good for them in the backfield. Yeah. Uh, Derek Carr coming back healthy. He's only continuing to get better sort of shed that label that they had given him because of the way his brother played in the NFL and really has made a name for himself as a star in the league right now. Wild cards. Chiefs and Texans. They're safe she, picks. She, yeah, they are safe picks. And, and quite frankly, I think that people are going to they're, they're gonna jump on the Texans bandwagon because of everything Houston has That happened in through. Houston. Yeah, same thing with the Astros. I, I was sort of the other way. I went with Chiefs and Titans. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's sort of... Same player, same teams in the in the playoff format coming out of the AFC. All right, NFC East. Mr. Giants fan, who are you taking? Giants. Shocking. I don't know who I'm taking. Yeah, yeah. For everybody listening, there's a little chart here, and and there's a blank right here. Okay. So so, so why don't you fill in the blank? So I think that the Eagles are going to be eight and six heading into their final two, which means they could end up between eight and eight and ten and six. I happen to think they'll be nine and seven. I thought they were seven and nine last That's year. Even safest even thing a blind squirrel finds a nutter once in a while. So right. I got it right last year. I don't think that I don't think nine and seven is enough to win the division. So who I don't do you necess- think is the best team in the division? 
I don't know because I think it depends on, on whether Ezekiel you Elliott have to plays. Decide. I think whether Ezekiel Elliott plays football, which we're going to talk yeah. about in the next segment, determines who the best team in the division Assuming is. Assuming he's playing. Assuming he's playing, I think Dallas is. Okay. But they have a lot of injuries and suspensions. The Giants would seem to be the healthiest, they don't have a good defense. most intact team that there is in the division without question marks. Are, Eagles are, have, the, are the Cowboys so explosive in your mind on offense that they can make up for the fact that they have a poor defense? No, I didn't think they were last year, so, and they so proved how me are wrong. They gonna, how are they going to win the division? I never thought they were going to do it last season, mm-hmm. and I was wrong. So I, I have no clue who's going to do what this season. But I'll go with your Giants if okay. you want. All right. I'll go with that. I don't, like, I don't like it. NFC North. Vikings. I cannot pick Sam Bradford to win a division, so I'm going with the Packers. Bradford's not going to have to pass that much. It doesn't matter. It's Sam Bradford. I think they're going to go back to a running game. Check down, it, check down Sam will be your pick for the, the season. The, the Vikings will be the most boring team to watch in football, and they will win a lot. A lot. Okay, yeah. NFC South. We both have the Falcons. Falcons. And NFC West, we both have the Seahawks. Seahawks. Uh, your wild card picks are the Cowboys and Bucks. I don't even know who I'm picking in the wild card. It doesn't matter because they're not going to win in the playoffs. So you got Patriots <laughs> and Falcons in the NFC in the, the championship Patriots teams. Winning. With the Patriots winning, mm-hmm. I got Patriots and Seahawks with the Patriots winning. Again, I have no clue whether this is going to be good, and I just wasted five minutes of people's time telling them what I think could be completely wrong. What that, do you think? That's what we do. That's what we do. I, every week, <laughs> that's what we do. Tell them what we think that could be completely wrong. Uh-huh. Why don't we go to break, and when we come back, I'm going to use your legal advice to help me figure out just what the heck is going on here. Sounds like a Stick plan. with us. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.NewJerseyShares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. Great to be back with you on The Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer here with my co-host Jeff Cohen. Jeff, my Questions were answered during the break. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that was very nice of Howie Roseman, wasn't it? It was. Howie Roseman decided that I don't have to see Matt McGloin as an Eagle anymore because the <laughs> Eagles just cut him. So does that mean Dane Evans is, is around? Unless they carry two quarterbacks or sign a third. Wow. I don't That's, know. You don't think they're lining up to get Brock Osweiler, are you? Oh, God. He's owed $16 oh. million dollars by Cleveland. Yeah, but about... the Eagles don't have to pay that if they pick him up. No, they he's cut. Probably pay him. Yeah, the... uh huh. I mean, he'll get picked up by somebody because I mean they have to pick up somebody before Colin Kaepernick. So <laughs> I mean, there's got to be players out there that that would be signed before him. 
Um, also, the Bears cut Victor Cruz. That surprised me, unless his unless his leg is still bad. It seems like he was beat out by Kendall Wright there for whatever reason. They, the Bears don't have five good wide receivers. Okay, so on weeks like this, I am happy to be co-hosting a show with a legal mind such as yourself because things happen in the news and I need questions answered. So, all right, Jeff. Wow, that was good. What is the NFL doing with Ezekiel Elliott? I'm not quite sure what they're doing. The, the fact is they suspended him six games because of an assault, right? That's what that's that's, that's what, what they we've, said. That's what they said, even though he he had some other misdeeds. So they went through that process. Ezekiel Elliott filed an appeal under the collective bargaining agreement. They had two days of hearings and were waiting for the arbitrator to rule. But and in the meantime, the Cowboys and the NFLPA, I'm, I'm sure that Jerry Jones is behind this, by the way. The NFLPA decided to file for an injunction to stop the league from suspending Ezekiel Elliott for even one minute. So you mean to tell me that Zeke could play next Sunday? Yeah. All those people who took him in the fantasy late in the draft, all those Cowboys fans who were dreading the fact he wasn't going to be there, he could still be there. He could. This is such a publicity ploy, though. It, it, it is so obvious what is going on here, which is they're trying to embarrass the NFL in, and the arbitrator into reversing this decision and taking away the suspension. And, and look, I don't know what actually happened. I don't think any of us will know. And that's but, part of the challenge of what's going on now is you're seeing a information or disinformation campaign, depending on who you believe here. There's information that says that the person who the NFL had to investigate it said that there shouldn't have been any sanctions, anything happened. Well, no. They, I thought what she said was with regard to this person, because I think there were like five or six allegations, that there wasn't enough. That wasn't there wasn't that, enough. Right. But, but she didn't make a comment on the other part. But the NFL seemed to base it on that part. Supposedly. Part. I, again, we what we know is, and this is this is what you learn by when you litigate cases, is the first thing that's filed, everybody believes because it's the only thing that's out there. So we don't know the NFL side, so people shouldn't rush to judgment because they did make a decision and we are waiting for the arbitrator. The problem is, is the NFL PA should have waited till the arbitrator actually made a decision. Because the judge, is, whoever's assigned to the case for the injunction, is likely not going to do anything until you've exhausted the remedy that's provided for in the collective bargaining agreement. Why does another NFL season need to start with me getting a law degree to understand what's going on? This is, you're right. This is, this is the Tom Brady and the Tom, issue all over again, and it's going to be possibly the Tom Brady result all over again. It's going to turn into like a two-year thing. He's going to play the season yeah. because they're going to appeal it, and then after the season yeah, they're going to I, do something, and they'll give him like a three-game suspension for bad behavior or two games or one game. If, if everybody was smart, which is a huge if, <laughs> a big if. Yeah, they would get together and they'd say, let's cut it down to three. The NFL can say, look, we came down hard this time. We did our job. Zeke Alex can sit there and he can claim that he didn't do anything wrong and he was just doing this to, to get this over with and move on. But instead what they're going to do is they're going to fight this. And the problem is, is that this is what the players bargained away. And that was proven by the, by the Brady case. Is this what the league wants 
Do they want fights? Which league? What, what, the does players' the NFL, portion? Does the NFL itself, they were criticized roundly for the way they handled Ray Rice. They, they and, did not and, react. And the, don't forget the kicker from the Giants. They too. did not react well enough. Is yeah. this an overreaction on the part of the NFL to say, even if they're, they have their hands slapped and say, you went too far, to say, look, we tried? It may, I mean, my gut reaction was yes. But they ha- at this point, they have to overreact because they get so much criticism for underreacting. What a, you, they literally can't win. I'm not asking anybody to be sympathetic towards the right? NFL. <laughs> Let but, me play my smallest <laughs> violin for the sob story of the NFL right now. But you, you, you can't blame them both ways, which is what people are doing. It's easy to do. I can if I want to. Uh, well, here, here's, here's what I never understand about this. is The NFL does its own investigations. There's nothing stopping a prosecutor from getting the information in their investigation. So... A prosecutor's got to do his or her job, and that's where it needs to be decided. And they chose not to prosecute they at chose, the time. Yeah, they chose not to prosecute at the time, which is it, which is disappointing. But I don't I don't know how you deal with these things. So again, I will ask: Did the NFL do this not because of this, but because of other things that he had done? Sort of a preponderance of bad behavior. It could be along this with wasn't, the fact this, that this wasn't the only incident. Along he with had the fact that year. he didn't really cooperate with the investigations. So mm-hmm. Is this the NFL saying, "Oh, you don't want to help us? Well, we'll show you." It, it, it is an amazing thing that these people, all of them, the owners, the players, everybody is making a fortune, and they are completely at loggerheads. And if people think that this is going away, like I don't want to deal with this, I don't want to be bothered, the work stoppage that would come in 2021. Mm-hmm will be in part because of this, the power of the commissioner. Because they gave it away last time in order to get less practice time in pads. And now to get that back, they've got to bargain something else away. Yeah, well, well, they're running out of things to bargain away. That's that's what I don't understand about the job that Demory Smith did. Because the NFL players were making basically a peak of what they were going to get as percentage of revenue. And they were going to have to give back in the last... The collective bargaining. They knew, I think, that they were going to have to give back some money as part of that. Well, when you negotiate, if you're going to give something, you better get something that's just as valuable to us, to you. And they, got, instead, they got an afternoon off. That's not exactly valuable? the play. The co- I mean, the owners. They don't care if they practice less. They care if they show up on the day that they're collecting tickets. So it doesn't matter. They could practice not at all. It wouldn't make one difference. The owners were going to give that up. They gave up nothing. And and instead, what the owners got is also this supreme power that they gave to Roger Goodell. It's not fair that he makes these decisions unilaterally and that the NFLPA doesn't have much say in it. But they said it was they okay. They signed a collective bargaining agreement saying it was okay. And how do you take okay. back power that you've already given? The, the, well, the, the here, league isn't just going to say, hey, you know what? You're right. Roger's no. too powerful. We'll give something back to you guys. Don't give us anything else in return. That's not going to happen. Well, so if might. the Players Association. No, but I think you're wrong. Why? I, th- I think they may give it back or give back part of it so that they don't get blamed for everything. They are not altruistically going to give it back. They no, they're going to give it back it so it's say you do it. They're going to use it as a bargaining position to leverage. They're going to come up with. Oh, well, let's come up with this independent committee. And in return, you give us this. Oh, they're going to give back more. There's no question. They're not just going to say, you know, you're right. Roger's too powerful. We're going to let you guys decide how to handle this. 
They're not just going to do that. Well, but They're going to come up with some type of independent solution mm-hmm. that reviews cases like this because I don't happen to think it's in the NFL's best interest to be the arbiter of this. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying that I think they might give this back. I think they're going to be criticized here, regardless. They them. aren't law enforcement, so they're not going to prosecute. Mm-hmm. So all they're doing is punishing after the fact for something that may or may not have happened. And in the end, they only lose because they take a player off the field who makes the money or they alienate part of their fan base because they don't react in what's perceived as an appropriate way. It's not really the NFL's place to decide that. If they had somebody who was independent, they would say, look, it's not us. You know whose place it is to decide it, though? It's the owner's pl- individual owner's place to decide who they want to represent their shield, their logo. And the problem is, is that there are some owners, not all, but there are some owners that don't care about anything else but winning. They, Jerry Jones does no, not no, no. care one bit what Ezekiel they, Elliott did. They seem to want people to represent the shield who will make the money. Right. It, winning is kind of secondary as long as they get paid. They can all say that they want to well, win. I think it's both. But only one team wins. The rest, you know, Dallas had Jerry Jones is making money. Dallas no had what. players like Greg Hardy on there. He didn't care about paying him money. Mm-hmm. He cared about it if we won. Yeah. Greg Greg Hardy wasn't put on the team because he was going to make the money. Greg Hardy was put on that team because he thought that they could win with him. Exactly. So it's both of those things. So how long do I have to deal with this story for now, Mr. Lawyer? How long is this going to go through the legal system? At least a year. Uh, so, uh, unless they you all think come that, to their senses. Do you think but that I have the no judge confidence. is going to grant an injunction yes. that he will play? Yeah. So that's Because that's the lesser harm. The easiest thing to do for the judge in this is to maintain the status quo. Because if he allows the suspension to go forward, how do you reverse that later on? You can't. The you suspension can't, yeah. happened. He yeah. can have his money back, but it, it doesn't matter. So I, what, I think what a judge is going to do is the same thing he did with Tom Brady, which is let them play until they make the decision. All right. I'm going to leave Zeke there and go to another favorite topic of yours. That's I hope that's the most we talk about the Cowboys all the, season. The Ball Ever. family. Yeah. Your boy LeVar. L- little baller. Le- your boy LeVar. Yeah. Okay. This so, isn't quite legal. By the way, some, at some point, I hope that we get to do a, a little baller story. Where LeVar does something that he gets to end up in jail, and we get to do that noise followed by a the jail clink. Closing. So I don't root for anybody yeah. to go to jail. <laughs> However, I – okay. So this isn't quite legal, but it, it comes to eligibility. Well, it's, it's legal. It's, it's well, eligibility. Oh, I mean, okay, yeah. So the Little Ballers yeah. released a shoe for $395 for LaMelo. Yeah. The high school kid? The middle, the middle child. The middle child. Yeah. Who's not even in college yet. Right. So you've got college players. He's committed to UCLA. You've got college players that can't take a meal, mm-hmm. and this guy is going to be able to sell well, shoes no, 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 for three hundred ninety-five dollars. They, they get meals. Let's let's all not start with woe the poor college players because as we talked about, I think last week or the week before, ninety some odd percent of them don't go on to a professional career. So this is actually their education. Okay. So, but but for the the balls of the world, is they like to think that they're all superstars. Who the hell knows whether or not Lamelo Ball is any good? That's a, he's college. got a shoe. He's got a shoe he's that dominating costs three hundred ninety five dollars. He is dominating the Pee Wee League. Can some whoever buys this shoe? automatically wins the prize for the dumbest person in this country. $400 for a high school kid's shoes. Right. Seriously? Yeah. So then the question becomes, because the second this story popped, 
I sent you a text and said, there's no way LaMelo could be playing college basketball because this should create an ineligibility. Now, his dad said he didn't care. Of course, he doesn't care about his kids. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care what kind of parent he is behind the scenes. All he cares about is his own publicity out there. He should just let... I, it, when my son is out being successful, I'm not going to run out there and try to take his fame. So you're not going to go home this weekend to design a pair of shoes for your son? If he wants them, yeah. But you need to charge 400 bucks for him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's all I need is all my neighbors laughing at me. I mean, <laughs> Could I come over and laugh and be one of those neighbors? <laughs> I, I will go take one of my old pairs of sneakers and write all over them, and then you can buy them for 400 bucks. Okay. Let's say you didn't know about this family. Yeah. And I said to you, hey, do you want to buy this shoe for $400? It's a high school basketball player shoe. (laughs) How ridiculous does that sound? Like, that's what we're talking about right now. This is insanity. Kids never stepped on a court ever. He could slip and hurt himself and never play ball again, and he's got a shoe. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make you fly. For $400, I better be able to fly with that shoe. For $400, they better dunk the ball for me because you know I'm not reaching the rim. It better have an iPhone in it. I I just – I don't understand. Now they've got a Facebook show for this family. Yeah. That they're working with the producers of the Kardashians I was just going to say, is this related to the Kardashians? I was going to make a joke, and it turns out it's reality. Apparently the producer of the Kardashians is somehow involved with this Facebook reality show for the Ball family. That you're never going to be able to escape him. Uh, man, uh, look, I, I don't want anything bad to happen a kid, to a kid, but there's no way LaMelo Ball should play college basketball now. It shouldn't happen. And, and I, I've already tried to figure out what's the argument he's going to make for this because you are not allowed to take any money. So that's my question to you, Mr. Lawyer. He, if you're arguing for LeVar and LaMelo, what's your argument to the NCAA that he should be allowed to that play? This is not an endorsement. This is the family company. That that all he's doing is making uh, look. If if I if I have a quilt company and I go to the, and I go to college to play college football and my family's making quilts and they put a quilt that happens to have my name on it, should so your argument is Lamelo's not getting the money. It's going to Lavar and therefore it's okay. Oh no, just that it's a family business. But but it is clear if if you are look making, my family had a business okay it wasn't uh, like look, this I didn't say this was a good argument <laughs> I, I said I was trying to figure out how he's going to wiggle through this but Steve also Alford's got to be pulling out his hair right now right he thought he he, he already had to deal with Lonzo he's and, and Lonzo was, was a great player and he seemed like a good kid and now he's probably going to be a very good adult and he seems like a professional but. Yeah, dealing with his father all the time. Now the next kid's co- supposedly coming in, and now he's got to scramble around dealing with eligibility issues. This, this makes no sense that he's doing this. Is he going to make this much money off of this $395 high school kid shoe? This is exactly the type of parent that drives you insane, isn't it? It, it, it makes me physically nauseous. Yeah, it makes you angry yeah. to see somebody exploiting their kid. Exactly. And, then and it that, doesn't matter with just athletics. And that's really what it is. He's yes. exploiting his kids. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, look, they're excited. They got a shoe after themselves and their their fame and everything. They're, again, Dr. Amalu said if you're under 18, you're making the decision for them. LaMelo would be just as happy without a shoe that costs $395. He'd probably be better off because he wouldn't have all the scrutiny on him. I mean, look, he's a high school kid. Okay, what 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 do people remember most about him from last year? Not that he scored the 100 points but that that all he did was stand on one end of the court and that it was a bogus way to score. All right, this is The Heart of Sports. You're listening to Jeff Cohen and Jason Springer. We're going to take another break. When you come back, find out why Floyd Mayweather was denied making a bet on himself in the fight. Stick with us. 
Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.NewJerseyShares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. This is the Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer here in studio with Jeff Cohen, ready to start a holiday weekend with you. Jeff you yes. were not happy with CC Sabathia this weekend. I don't have a crybaby sound effect. Um, I should have recorded my son the last couple of days. You were yeah, uh, not but, happy. But, but but he's a he's a what 280 300 pound big baby. Yes. Uh, I you know we we always talk about these unwritten rules of baseball and how ridiculous they are. They are. H- how ridiculous is it that CC Sabathia, who's overweight, his knee hurts and he's old? Is is upset because in the first inning, Eduardo Nunez decides to bunt against him. How dare he? How dare he? And and to complain about it. By the way, the Yankees won, and he complained about this. I don't understand the unwritten rules of baseball. I will never understand them. We've been through it with throwing at batters. How is what is what's the unwritten rule there? Uh, don't try to make me look foolish in the first inning. No, well, apparently it's he didn't think that it was fair that they should bunt on him when they knew that he had this weakness with his knee and that he's heavy. Okay, here's the deal: stop eating some snacks, get exercise, get your knee in shape, <laughs> you, you and said, go get it. You told a professional player to stop eating some snacks on the air. That's kind oh, of funny. I had a professional <laughs> player who was a client who, who I told to stop eating some snacks. <laughs> That makes me laugh. All right, this is an exciting time of year. We've got college football. You are actually headed to a game tonight. Yes. What are you going to see? The Washington Huskies versus the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. That's right. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights are being talked about on the radio. So I had a question for you about this, all right? I was a Rutgers grad. What's Rutgers? (laughs) No, I I went to Rutgers, and I told you they were 0-11 my freshman year, ranked the worst team in Sports Illustrated. They're much better now. Uh, yes, they are. But they, they were, like, smaller than the other teams significantly then. They're better now. They're they're not quite the class of the Big Ten yet. I don't know. Last time I was there was last year when they lost 79 to nothing. I appreciate so. the reminder. That was a bad day because I wasn't, I wasn't home to watch the game, and all I kept getting was score updates <laughs> on my phone. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And it was so many. That's a problem. So 8 o'clock tonight, you're going to go up and and see a game there. I I can't imagine it's going to be a huge crowd. It's right before the holiday. It's college football season, though. It is. It's it's time for a Saturday to wake 
up, there'll be college game day going on. That's right. And then you have Michigan, Florida. You have Flor- the big game. Michigan, Florida, Florida where 10% of Florida's team, not starters, yeah. whole team is suspended. They'll 10%. be on the Cowboys someday. 10%. Mm-hmm. How do you suspend 10% of your team? I don't know what they did, but every day it was somebody else getting suspended. It's crazy. Their top running back, their top wide receiver. We we had Coach Collins on here. Temple will be out at Notre Dame. Yep. Looking forward to seeing how they play, what Notre Dame has this season. No Temple. Uh, see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Florida State, Alabama. Big That's game big to game. start the season. Yeah. That's what I love about college football. They don't wait. They get right into it at the start of the season now because of the implications for playoffs. You have to have a strong strength of schedule. Right. At least one of them. At least one of your three early games. What do you like better, college or pro? College. Do you? Yeah. So I like the atmosphere for college with the play and the pro. I love a college atmosphere with the band. Like I really enjoy um, ESPN does a good job with it. Like when Clemson plays on Saturday night and they take the bus ride over across campus through the kids and come in the stadium and mm-hmm. stadiums going crazy. I enjoy scenes like that. The the feeling of the game that you get in college that you don't necessarily get in the pros with the if, band if, and everything. If you have never been to a big college football game is that a slap at me with Rutgers no okay. I'm just, just saying checking. to anyone anyone listening if you've never been go it doesn't matter where you go what's it like you, to see games at the big house it, well it that state it's the biggest stadium in the country but the problem is the way that it, it's just a big bowl mm-hmm. so the sound traveled out so it wasn't loud they've now renovated the stadium so the sound stays in because they built all these luxury boxes. Do you still go back for games yeah you do. Yeah, and it it is just the whole experience about it, just walking to the stadium and all the people and just it, there there's something about it that you have to be there to experience because you can't get that in the pros. Yeah, you you do have some tailgating, but it's it's just not the same. You don't have that sense of community, and, and it you know it's it's a lot of students, but it's also the community. I mean. Ann Arbor only has 45,000 or so students. It holds 110,000 people. So there's a whole extra Lincoln Financial Field plus the entire student body. Here. It's a lot of people. Yeah. I enjoyed but the anywhere. Outdoor, I enjoyed the watch on the outdoor hockey game on TV from there. The 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 best sporting event college football experience you can ever have though is a, is two teams that don't play at home and it's in this city. And if you've Army never, Navy. If you if you've never been to it, my wife knows that's on my bucket list. I don't have a long one, but that's something that I have always wanted to do is go see an Army Navy game. It's just the coolest atmosphere to watch on TV. I think CBS does a great job with that broadcast. But every it, but year. it's not it's not you you what's when you go there because that was on my bucket list too, and I went to the last one, and and it's it's all the tradition about it. So if any of our listeners would like to get me tickets, I'm more than willing Sarah? to go with you. Um, I'll buy you a snack if you'd like, because Jeff's big on snacks. <laughs> but but there's actually they actually trade prisoners during during the game. So so for there's a like a dozen cadets that go to the Naval Academy to study for a semester, and vice versa. They call them prisoners. They, well, no, it's it's the exchange of prisoners. So they get to the game, and that's when their time is over studying at the other academy, and they run. And they've got 
things written on their backs and stuff like that, and they run back to their I side. I wish they showed that more on they TV. They don't. See, that's that's my point. As great as it was on television, it's all this other stuff. It's when the Secretary of Defense is given from one side of the field to the to other To the other side. at halftime. Yeah, so. the, you, you, have, you do not leave your seat from the second you get there until the game is over. And the game is usually a great game. All right, well, feel free to get me a ticket, Jeff. I'm, I'm willing to go with you. Uh, I'll just put that out there. Um, you know, I'm still waiting for the snacks from last week's uh, wager with our producer back there behind the glass. They're sitting on my kitchen table. Brett, why don't you I'm hop sorry. on and talk about that for a second? All right. So Brett was supposed to get uh, Tasty Cakes today, right? Because you thought that Mayweather would win. And he hasn't eaten all week. Either. He's been waiting for these peanut butter candy cakes. And he's basically starving yeah. behind the glass because Jeff left them on his kitchen table at the, home. The, all three boxes you, will Brett, be here. do you believe that story? He just doesn't want to give it to me. He doesn't want to admit that I won. Do you? Th- I don't know lawyer. if. They, do you think he really bought them, or did he just kind of, you know, I, I don't know if I buy this. I forgot them on the kitchen table. It's like my dog ate my homework. I believe Jeff. You you believe Jeff? Yeah. You Would believe you believe Jason? Wear a shirt that says "In Jeff We Trust." I was gonna say there if if go. I told you I left it on my kitchen table <laughs> at home, would you lying. believe me? You know, that's right. You know I'm full of it, right? All right. So Mayweather. McGregor. By the way, that was the right answer because otherwise I was gonna rip you for taking Ezekiel Elliott in your fantasy draft. Had to do what was best for me. Also <laughs> picked Tom Brady for the draft. It's the story of your life, Brett. You got to do what's best for you. We understand. All right, Jeff, did you watch the fight last week? No. No? No, I told you I wasn't going to. There were a ton of people that watched that fight. Brett, did you watch well, it? Well, almost nobody yeah, watched it. it. It wasn't bad. I'm not much of a boxing fan, so I don't know what's considered good and what's considered bad. I thought it was better than Mayweather Pacquiao. Almost nobody not, got not to watch it, right? better. It was more entertaining. Look, anybody who expected McGregor to be this excellent, skilled boxer had unrealistic expectations. But, but McGregor definitely won the first couple rounds. I actually paid attention to the exciting part, which was that people almost didn't get to watch the fight. That's right. See, so, that, to the, that was the amusing part. So, <laughs> this was the best. So before the fight starts... You've got Dick Vitale going crazy on Twitter because he can't order the pay-per-view. <laughs> Dick Vitale. Pay- pay-per-view systems are down all over the place. They're rebooting pay-per-view systems. I saw somebody tweet that it was like an old Nintendo game where you'd take it out and blow on the game to try and cool it off and put it back in and get it to work. So they rebooted the system. The UFC is offering refunds to people who were not able to get it. I don't understand that. Is, was the UFC in charge of the whole thing? Uh, Showtime. Some people bought it through Showtime. Some right. people bought it through UFC's stream. There were lots of different places. So Sh- Showtime isn't, but UFC is? I have not refunds? seen Showtime offer refunds okay. yet. Do we have a number of the pay-per-view record? Because we, we had like a bet on how much the pay-per-view buys. Yes. Was be. So they expected 5 million pay-per-view buys. They had uh, – I've – I've heard uh, one report, Dana White said, they had 6.5 million pay-per-view buys. Now, we'll see whether that what that final number is. In addition to that, though, I saw a security firm say that from 239 pirated streams, there were another 3 million streams illegally online. So that that's a significant audience for that fight. Can I make my one point about this boxing match? You don't like Floyd's bet or lack thereof, right? Yeah, that's it. Okay, so tell me, tell our listeners what happened here. Supposedly, allegedly, on the day of the fight, potentially, some guy named Floyd, last name Mayweather, supposedly, quite possibly, went into a establishment and decided that he wanted to possibly bet on himself to win in the ninth round 
nine and a half nine rounds. Nine and a half rounds. When and did, for $400,000, and that was the only bet he tried to place, and, and when allegedly. Did he, when did he win, Jeff? In the 10th round. Yeah, about nine and a half. About 30 seconds before he would have lost that bet. Yeah, so he did not, uh, he was not allowed to place the bet. I was kind of surprised by that. You were surprised that he wasn't allowed to place it? Yes. There is no way that, that any – that's like betting on baseball. You cannot have a boxer – He's bet, bet on, on himself on a, before. He shouldn't be allowed to. Wait, he bet on himself? He tried to. We need to. a they, lawyer for that. I have one right here. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way. If that's happened before – I mean, I, I don't follow boxing that close, but there is no way that a boxer should be able to bet – on either side of his own fight. I think Brett just wants us to keep talking about legal stuff so he can have the <laughs> dun-dun go again. I think that's what's going on here. Okay, when the when the fight was stopped, McGregor was out of gas. He just he, you know, he said that he should have been the ref should have let him put him down. Ref jumped in mm-hmm. and stopped it. Judges had it 89-81, 89-82, and 87-83. Yeah. All for Mayweather. Yeah. I thought it was closer than the 89-81, 89-82. I didn't think McGregor was going to win no the fight. I have no idea what that means. Come on, let's move on to it the It means he won a lot more rounds. Yeah. I didn't think he was going to win the fight. I thought he had a better showing than he did. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, he didn't embarrass himself. Probably goes back to the UFC now for another big fight. Floyd walks away at 50-0 now. Gone. Done. I did see somebody with with a, with a, a tweet that said 51-0. You know what that mean, what it was? What? He... he he hit 50 men and one woman. That's bad. Yeah. It's so not it's, a joking matter. No. But that's, but that's why you that's, couldn't That's why him. I couldn't do this. There, there, I, in good conscience, I could not watch that fight or give that guy one penny. He he just seems like such a bad guy, and he has never taken responsibility for any. He did spend time in jail, correct? I don't know. I'm not there. I thought he did. So they got paid pretty well. Uh, Floyd made $3.5 million a minute. For, for what was in the ring. Connor made a million a minute. For a farce. For for what they did. So they got for, paid. It's entertainment, pretty I guess. Well. If you want to pay for it. You know that I'm interested in the um wagering side of, of sports that keep them afloat at times. Yeah. Did you know that ninety percent of the bets were placed on Connor winning, but eighty two percent of the total money went to Floyd. In the Super Bowl there was one bet of a million dollars. For this fight there were six. Mm-hmm. Six people bet a million dollars on this fight. I could not bet a million dollars on a fight. I'd be nauseous watching. I couldn't bet a million dollars on anything. I'm so cheap. It's not even a worthy bet because if you if you put down a million dollars, you only got like two hundred thousand. Before we're out of time, can yeah. we talk about my man crush, Reese? How's Reese doing? He's doing great. Another good. I think Reese he's up to a thirteen game hitting streak. Too. Thirteen game hitting streak. He actually ranks third behind Yasiel Puig and Albert Pujols all time. All time in mm-hmm. terms of on base percentage, mm-hmm. not not a bad start to his career. Yeah, especially uh, if remember he started like 0 for 10 or 0 for and 11 hitting for too. contact, putting yep. putting he's RBIs up, doing all right. I mean mm-hmm. he's really played very well. Okay, he's turning in the must see TV for me. I see that he's up and I turn on the TV if I'm not home. I follow on Twitter. I follow on the radio if I'm in the car. To hear the what Phillies are going to be because there's going to be interesting stuff happening over the next couple of weeks because you have everybody in the minors is now playing all these weird positions, and even Freddie played center field last week. Uh, this week, well, let's talk about that in our last two minutes of the show. Where yeah. are they playing players? We got people all over the they place. They had JP playing. He's a shortstop. JP Crawford is he's, now playing third base and second base and second and base. shortstop. 
Freddie Galvis was King, in center field. Don't forget Kingery, who's a second baseman, has been playing third base, shortstop, and second base. And Freddie has been playing center field the last couple of games, which would lead you to believe those two guys, Kingery and Crawford, are going to be coming up, and they're just going to keep moving around and see if they can make it all work. When does the Golden Herrera come back? He is playing for the Iron Picks. He tonight. and Othier played are in their rehab starts, yes. so they'll probably come they back. They were in Reading yesterday. Um, the first two at bats, I think, Oduble was two for two with a home run. Oh yeah, and, and he did a a, a bat flip. An epic, I saw epic bat flip. I saw, I saw the video of that and thought of you. He did a crazy <laughs> bat flip for a minor league home run. You know who else hit a bomb in minor leagues? Ryan Howard yes, he for did. the isotopes. Did you see his reaction? Look, it's it's Ryan Howard. He should be beloved in this town. I hope someday he gets his due. It bothers you that he's still toiling in the minor leagues. You you it, wanted him it, to go well, out. Well, I I think he'll. I think they will bring him up. The se- minor league season is over this week. That's so. going to be your last word for the week, Jeff. Okay. That, that's all you got to say. All right. Big holiday plans? Um, no, other than the football game and a couple minor league baseball games. But, you know, everybody, this is Labor Day weekend. Have a great weekend. But please don't forget the people in Houston. Yes, don't. And uh, Jeff will be making shoes for his son in the garage. Thanks for joining us on the Hardest Sports. Make sure to join us next Friday night as we start your weekend in style. Have a great one. Bye-bye.